conversation with Devon Business Show Special in partnership with Westcott's Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors. Counting down to the Devon Business Show at Plymouth Pavilions on Wednesday the 28th of September. Hello there, I'm Stuart Elford, Chief Executive of Devon and Plymouth Chamber of Commerce, with a special edition of our In Conversation With podcast. As we count down to the Devon Business Show on Wednesday the 28th of September at Plymouth Pavilions, we're giving you the opportunity to meet some of our headline sponsors to find out a bit more about them and the exciting things happening at the show. The show is split into three themes which match with our strategic priorities, that's people, planet and purpose. And with us now to talk about why they're supporting us with the planet theme is Steve Warren-Brown from YGS Landscapes. Welcome, Steve. Good morning, Stuart. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, <laughs> and good night. Don't know when these go out. I get told off putting any time scales in it, so we'll just record all those. Good morning. Good morning. Good evening. Good evening. Good night. Good night. Yeah, there we are. They'll be good whatever time of day anyone's <laughs> listening to this. You're the MD of YGS Landscapes, so you're also one of our chamber directors. Welcome aboard recently. Yeah. You also featured in one of our earliest In Conversation With podcasts didn't you i did crikey that was 18 months ago maybe was it already oh yeah well welcome back but this time we're not really talking about you we're talking about our theme of planet ygs landscapes have supported this so tell us a bit first of all about ygs i bought it off my father in 1987 and actually next month we're 35 years under my stewardship so whether that's a good or a bad thing i don't know but you've um, obviously done something right yeah. yeah 35 years we've been designing and building and creating and looking after lovely spaces but in the last sort of 10 years i've really started to hone in on certain things that are really important and special to me and us and trying to give the company some values and engage with the community a bit more really busy loads of good stuff going on the agenda is right for us now to be growing as a company the environment and everyone's talking green is huge and hugely important to the planet so we're delighted to be involved with this show you're absolutely right everybody's talking green at the moment and you've grown the company around values and i know your values are very important to you but just to go back a little before that so you've 35 years what were you doing for the first 25 years if you're only growing it now where did it all start well i was given a spade with the handle cut off when i was seven years old <laughs> for a birthday present from my father and he cut the spade in half because i couldn't physically lift oh, see, the spade yeah. as a whole and actually ironically i was encouraged as fathers may have done in those days to learn latin which i didn't really want to do but it was more of a disciplinary sort of thing where we were encouraged to go and weed a bank rather than play football with our friends and i got to about 14 when i realized i was really enjoying learning this sort of stuff i was the kid that would do the bird watching i was the kid that would collect the butterflies for my dad had a real passion for the environment and I really loved anything to do with David Attenborough. So actually it seemed a fairly logical path. I didn't for one minute imagine I had any creativity in me or not, I didn't know. But when I went to college, I specialised in design. So I got into landscape design and construction and then I realised I really enjoyed the creative side of it as well. Hence growing the business. But you bought it off your dad? Bought it off my father in 1987, September the 29th. A day that is ingrained (laughs) on your memory, good or bad? Well, I suppose the sad thing about that, it wasn't a great time, but from my perspective, the timing was pertinent because it was actually my brother's birthday as well. I think that's why I remember it more personally, because my dad did what he did on my brother's birthday. And whilst it's symbolic in the context of I bought the business officially that day, it also has some personal connotations that were really challenging for the first few years that we were in business. Yeah, and we covered that in our podcast, which is still available, Apple, iTunes and Spotify. So if anyone's interested in that, there's a really fascinating interview with you, Steve. I'm not just saying that. It was really lovely. You open up about a lot of things. I'd recommend 
people listen to that. But today, we're talking more about YGS, and you're synonymous in the region with large-scale landscaping projects, business environment, landscape planning. How did that come about more recently? Because you say the last 10 years has been really full-on. Yeah, I think, as I alluded to in my previous podcast, I've had mental health issues over the years, and it was after, I think it was my second breakdown, where my accountant was quite curt with his advice and basically said, it's great you being this creative, lovely bloke, whatever, but you really do need to start thinking about making some money and (laughs) trading at a profit and this sort of stuff. And I just wasn't really that focused. All I wanted to do was make sure that the garden I'd designed the previous week was the best it could be. And that's genuinely what I was like. At that time, we were coming into a recession. A couple of private clients pulled some deposits, and I basically thought I need to have a look at the commercial sector. And, of course, you're then involved with big corporate entities, big developers, house builders, and so on, much bigger budgets and more guaranteed work. And I grew into that sector, and that enabled me then to actually realise that I'd kind of conditioned myself for the first 20-odd years as a garden designer in Plymouth. You don't make money out of landscaping because all you do is do the best you can and maybe my estimating wasn't what it should be but personally I build up relationship with clients and end up doing stuff for free and just giving a little bit more and so on when you're dealing with corporate entities it's very black and white and you either get it right or you're wrong but it's very open to negotiation and stuff and uh, we've grown extensively from them but I guess one of the biggest breaks was probably Sherford where the opportunity to work on a project that's up to 25 years and giving you some stability is enormous and it's not something that comes along every day. Sherford, big break, I can imagine. I mean, it's Mm. a huge development. It's going to go on for years as well. Yeah, they were quoting it at 25 years from the start and I'm sure it's that sort of... So we've still got another 17, 18 years and that's before you get into changes or any recessions that slow down the build or so on and so on. Not that that's happening at the moment. They're going full guns, but that's a completely different story. (laughs) The economy, the way it is at the moment. You started concentrating on the commercial side Mm. rather than than private clients. And business is now paying more attention than ever to the working environment inside and out. Why is that? Why is it important? Well, where to start? We all recognise and know that nature is great for health and well-being. You need to have a happy and healthy workforce. Mental health has been challenged more than ever. There's more awareness about it now. I see it as our role to enable clients and companies to embrace those values and get their workforce engaged with the outer spaces that they have around their offices or workplaces. Particularly at the moment, the word retention, staff retention, is on everyone's lips. It's incredibly challenging in every sector that you talk to anybody in any sector. And staff retention is hugely challenging and therefore incredibly important to get right. So the well-being of your existing staff and the offer you can make to potential recruits is hugely important. And as a company, I believe we take that really seriously. And I've got an apprentice who's been with me for 26 years. Still on an apprenticeship? (laughs) (laughs) Have they passed it yet? (laughs) No chance. Still on £1.50 an hour, (laughs) as it would have been back then or whatever it was. And we would both remember that. It's incredibly challenging, but it's also incredibly important to do the best you can for your staff and give them the opportunity they can to grow as a person within your company. Really important, the environment. We did it. I'm not here to promote my podcast, but Benjamin me, we bought a zoo. I know you've met him Mm. and get on very well. He did a fascinating, he was Mm. talking about where they put plants on the desks of school kids taking exams, but only on half of them. And the ones who have a plant on their desk do better than the ones that don't. That's just incredible, isn't it? doesn't surprise me at all. There's all sorts of evidence out there. There are incredibly intelligent people that have actually taken that further to the point where they've demonstrated that if you've got a certain office environment, you can attract a better type of work and get more value for your work because you'll attract people that are more qualified. 
it's very deep and heavy but i've read a few things about that which lead into actually some of the things we're trying to do as an aside to the landscaping that we do is that why you've become the planet sponsor of the devon business show there's numerous reasons first and foremost it's a great show i've been to this show and i can't remember when the last one was but i think i'm gonna say 2018 possibly mm, so, yes, and, you know so. there's a real buzz in the room it was very engaging it's ran by an excellent chamber which is why i stepped forward to put myself up to be a director because i think that the chamber can make some really big differences but there's also a load of talent in Plymouth and I mean I met a founder of a startup only two days ago and I sat there in complete and utter awe. This guy is two years into his journey and the enthusiasm, you want to connect that person, you want to help that person and the business show is an arena for that. So that's a couple of the reasons but also my passion as you know Stuart is I want to raise the green agenda wherever I can and I see it as an opportunity on a fairly big scale in the Devon region to raise the green agenda not that it should need raising but we've got some ideas and a bit of fun that we're going to have with how we think we've come up with a slightly more innovative way to do just that. How are you going to be fun and innovative at the Devon Business Show? We're really excited about this microforest project that we're doing and I've talked about in the first podcast My Wacky Forest written a series of children's books and so on but it's not just about the My Wacky forest it's about microforests in general and how biodiverse and how good they are at sequestering carbon and so actually we came up with the idea and you were the first person to hear about it i said well why don't i just do a pop-up forest outside the entrance a pop-up forest because that's easy forest. to do yeah typical steve yeah just no. an easy thing let's build a well, forest yeah. outside the pavilions yeah i know and the realization of as soon as you open that mouth and you <laughs> say it and then you think wow that's going to be a challenge but we're looking forward to it I want this to be something that people talk about and engage with on the way through to the show. Tree planting, a lot of people know that tree planting is incredibly good for all the right reasons and so on. But through my CIC that I'm setting up, we want to be able to make tree planting more locally available and more viable as a proposition to more people. And we hope that this is going to be the start of that inspirational stuff that will get people involved. So this is the Miyawaki Forest yeah. concept. Yeah. Tell us about that very briefly. I know we've covered it before, but some people may not have heard of the Miyawaki Forest, or as you're sure. now calling it the Miyawaki Forest. Yeah. So Akira Miyawaki was a Japanese botanist and uh, unfortunately passed away last year, but he had pioneered this planting philosophy, which is based on planting trees significantly closer. They have to be native and indigenous to the area that you planted the forest. But as I say, he's been doing this from the 70s, so actually there's a massive amount of information and facts now that substantiate claims such as they can be up to 30 times better at sequestering carbon, they can be up to 25 to 30% more biodiverse, they manage the rainwater, surface water better. So when you start to look at those characteristics of it as a forest and you think, well, actually... Tree planting is obviously very high metrics-wise already, and it's recognised as one of mm. the best natural-based solutions for carbon sequestration and so on. But when you think as a city we've got an agenda of hitting carbon net zero by 2030, why wouldn't you consider methods that would help speed up or work towards that process? Yeah. And so the gentleman was called Miyawaki, and I got asked a couple of days after by a peer, what was his name, because he wanted to look into it, and I couldn't remember it. When I went home and looked back on LinkedIn or wherever it was I was reading about it, I remembered the name and I just sat on the sofa and parrot fashion said Mia Wacky, Mia Wacky, which became Wacky Racers, which became My Wacky Forest. I've written a series of children's books. They're great to help the kids and teach the kids and inspire the kids, but in essence, I'm trying to create opportunities for corporates to sponsor putting microforests into schools. And that's a five-year project 
hopefully we'll do all 100 in Plymouth in the next five years. You don't like to think small, do you? Um, well, you do in the sense it's a micro forest, <laughs> but the project itself is... Is it a compensation thing because I am physically small? I don't know. But, um... I haven't noticed, Steve. <laughs> You're a giant of a man. Yeah, right, OK. I'm sat well, down. You are. I mean, you, you, you do so much. It's funny, you talked in your previous podcast about the struggles you have in mental health because you were trying to help and please everyone mm. all the time, and yet you drive yourself so hard, don't you? This yeah. Putting 100 micro forests in mm. Plymouth in five years. Yeah, I know, and... I can't go into specifics, but I've done some presentations with some fairly high-powered people and reverse psychology sort of thing where I've pointed out that I'm going to do this on my own and I've done one, there's 95 to go and I'm 56 and I want to do this before I retire. Now, do the maths, I'm not going to get there if I carry on at one a year. No. So I clearly need help and that's absolutely the whole thing. This is all about community and I talk about whether that's business community or of course just people and charities and kids groups it doesn't matter schools and so on this is a community-led community-driven project and i really 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 want plymouth to be an exemplar of a city that has really used some innovative way to tackle the climate emergency and i think that this could be part of that process and you presented this to you and our pitch and procure event yes, to some major yeah. plymouth procurers and i think from memory you did it by video because you had covid no 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 i was ill my volunteer that helped deliver the first forest stood in and by all accounts he did a wonderful job because actually i was obviously very excited when i was better i was invited to meet with those procurers again and i did a well it wasn't three minutes i think it was two and a quarter hours <laughs> pitch because pitch. anybody that knows me will know that yes i talk a lot but i'm incredibly passionate and i think there's a lot of things about this that are so right and I may not get an opportunity to be in the same room with those people ever again. So, so you they, were, make the most they of it. were getting all of it. And I believe that they left with a very positive mindset. But given they are large employers, they're super tankers that we've got to turn them a bit. So yeah. that there's a lot of work to be done to keep them on the path and to get the right people that I need to speak to within those entities to get this journey started in a quicker scale. Because I really can't afford to not deliver quite a few this winter i need to keep the momentum up otherwise it's just going to be one of the things that's talked about and it's not going to fail so that's not going to happen yeah i'll fund it myself somehow if i can't get funding we'll help you steve we'll make it happen <laughs> well uh, you know the chamber will support you absolutely it, it needs to happen yeah it's absolutely critical it's not in some ways i'm not belittling it but it's not complicated is it no it doesn't have to be complicated no. we're talking about an area the size of a tennis court yep Devon and Plymouth Chamber of Commerce on Twitter at chamber underscore Devon and search for us on LinkedIn and Facebook. You can register to attend the Devon Business Show by visiting devonchamber.co.uk. In conversation with Devon Business Show Special in partnership with Westcott's Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors. So what we've done is we've done another piece of work whereby... I've actually put together the costings for a feasibility study because, in essence, I need to get into every school. We need to get into every school and cost each school individually. And actually, that could be ending up with an even more interesting piece of work because what we'll do when we enter each school, apart from how much it's going to cost to implement the microforest in each school, we'll also identify you know, how many kids are at the school and so on. So then there'll be somebody somewhere that's going to be able to apply some sort of formula and go, well, this is the social impact in that area because yeah. there's 200 kids and it's cost £2,000, so it's worth X, Y, Z. I mean, I understand it, but it's not my focus in that I just need to get these trees into the schools, but it's an added value. And actually, yeah. undoubtedly, one of the strengths of this, particularly from the first one that we've done, we had 67 parents turn up 
for the first planting and it's 155 kids so it's pretty much 50 percent or in other words every other kid had a parent there so that's brilliant just that bowled over and that was with very little social media very little advertising quite deliberately i was very nervous about the delivery day because you've got health and safety to consider and you've got little ones running around and parents and all sorts so we manned heavy we had a lot of staff on it but 67 parents or carers and 155 kids we were over the moon and then a wonderful two and a half minute video came out of that with some lovely memories so it was a really lovely day great and you are of course using these as more of an educational tool and in front of us we've got a my wacky forest map featuring your character mushy yes tell us about mushy and your <laughs> wacky forest in terms of the educational value yeah so mushy obviously he's a fun guy now the reason Yay. i chose him is because <laughs> of that exactly that i wanted it to have a bit of a hook it was kind of inspired by my readings of the book by Isabella Tree called Rewilding. I read this three years ago and considered myself fairly knowledgeable in the sector. And I read a couple of pages and it went into mycelium and how the trees and plants are communicating under the ground in this large, vast network. And I sat there completely dumbfounded thinking I just did not know this. Yeah, we've learned that trees communicate to each other. Yeah, well, even the great... So David Attenborough, on the Green Planet, which he did a couple of years ago, he held a handful of soil and he said there's millions of linear metres of mycelium in here that are communicating and we're only just touching the surface. We don't understand this. I'd love to think that this does inspire some children. And if five kids come out of a school with an interest in mushrooms and soil science and ecology and environment, then that's five more people that are going to do some good stuff and help the planet. So they may then take it on to secondary school and may develop their mushroom interest if you like that sounds a bit weird but the world of the communication the science of the soil because actually we don't pay anything like enough attention to our soil which is being destroyed all over the planet i heard this very recently actually because i sit on a lep business panel that includes the nfu and they're talking about the problem with soil degradation Mm. and it is a huge issue the kids are getting involved you're getting involved you're trying to get business involved why is it important for firms to engage with microforests with the wider community even alongside their clients and prospects why get involved with the wider community sounds like a bit of a cliche but it's something i've always believed in and i think i've only really realized the opportunity to the depth that i am now over the last 10 years but fundamentally i've always said doing good business is good for business i could be churlish and say that i've gained business from doing good stuff but I haven't gone into doing the good stuff with a view to getting that business. It's just been a consequence of, it's been somebody's noticed and actually they've noticed that our values are aligned with their companies or whatever that is. It's a pretty lonely place sometimes being the founder or the MD or whatever you want to call it. And sometimes it's very good for yourself to get involved, to just do that little bit good, to give something back, to inspire somebody. To use your creativity. Yeah, absolutely. I've got, another project i've been working on with another chap that's about how we can recycle better because within each forest we're creating an outdoor seating area for the kids initially that was going to just be you know a bunch of logs that they can sit on and perch and maybe a reading chair or something but actually i've been working on a project with a chap and we are looking at how we can recycle flower pots into recycled garden furniture that's just started and grown massively to the point where in a fun sort of way with the forest we're going to present the kids with the problem of how they're going to manage the plastic there'll be a pile of plastic pots in the corner of the forest that they've just planted how are they going to manage that now these are six to eight year olds they're not going to understand or anything but they're going to look at that pile of plastic and certainly if they read the book they'll understand the point that plastic is not great 
and then we're going to have the van's back door opening and there's going to be a recycled bench that will have been created from the school that was planted the week previously we will then ask those children if they're happy for us to take their waste and make a bench for the next school so it's this circular economy and I apply that to every job we do. I've got a large yard, and if there's anything ever in my yard that is of any use to anybody that we don't need, then it goes there. That can be schools, it can be the YMCA. We're doing a project at the moment, which is a tiny little project, but it's a pilot project where I've donated some off-cut timber to some students at Plymouth City College who are carpenter students. They need to do a practical experience as part of a project. Mm. They need to do 40 hours for their qualification. They've created five planters out of these offcuts. We've collected the planters and we've donated them to the West End, the city centre. We've planted them and we got paid to plant them. I'm not going to, you know, I need to be transparent about that, but they got the planters for free. In that equation, I've saved waste removal. Some students have enjoyed some realistic, real life experience and creation and enjoyed the result of what they've done. And the community have gained some planters. It's fairly straightforward stuff, but I need to get that out there and do that more. Win-win. Mm. Do your team, Steve, just occurred to me, when you come back with one of your great ideas, do they all go, mm. oh, God, not another one? <laughs> yeah, they do, and I sometimes do it myself. I had a meeting last night. Another idea came out of that meeting, and I know I'm not going to let that go, but I've no idea when I'm going to get round to doing it. I've got five inventions at the moment that are in a research and development stage. I just haven't got them off the table. I get it. I mean, my team are the same. I wondered why we were so busy. And then I put up on the whiteboard all that we're doing at the moment mm. outside of our general membership in events and international trade. And we've got 35 separate projects or programs on the go. <laughs> it's madness. Yeah. You know, we just got to concentrate. So what we're doing is focusing around people, planet, purpose, which mm. brings us back to the show and why our themes are around that. And you touched on it just now about what good business is. Mm. And it's proven that if you look after your people and you look after their health and well-being, mm -hmm. you are more profitable. Without a doubt, it mm -hmm. happens. It's proven that if you are more sustainable and you look after the environment, you become mm. more profitable. Yeah. And it's proven that if you're a business with social purpose, more people want to work with you mm. and you become more profitable. So yeah. where those three intersect, I say is good business. And yeah. that's us, the chamber, trying to help drive that. And that's why we've set the show around people, planet and purpose. Absolutely. Couldn't say any better. Brilliant. I got frustrated a couple of years ago when we took on an intern and she did a piece of work and I couldn't believe the disconnect between I'm going to say what my values are as in the founder but I would always say they are the company's values and I got quite frustrated at the disconnect between the values of the company and the knowledge of the staff that were just joining and in fact some that had been with her that didn't know we had those values. Mm quite a strange thing to find out we've been working really hard now and we've got a member of staff we've taken on specifically to address that and just to make sure and this can be anything from giving the staff a day off to do some charity work or assisting with a project that we're doing mm -hmm. in the spirit of that as well in fact the first forest there were three volunteer staff on that day but there were a couple of paid staff including my daughter and the whole idea is to give them the opportunity to give something back and understand that that's what we're about and that's your daughter on the front cover of Profile Magazine. <laughs> Look at that. She's a cover girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, you mentioned earlier about the recycling side of things, which is great. What's going to happen to the pop-up microforest when it's done? Because it is pop-up. It's not going to stay there, is it? Sort of no, no, no. That's actually the scariest part of the whole of this is that we have the day before to put the forest up. So that's great. We have to take it down at close, which is three o'clock, and it has to be gone that evening. Wow. That's pretty scary. I haven't got my head around that yet, 
but we will do that so actually well we've got a few ideas i'm going to come up with some sort of raffle stroke fundraising competition so some of those trees may well go to a local school or they may well be donated to somebody who bids for them i don't know but in essence what i want to do is create a bit of value so we can raise some money for young devon which yeah. is a charity that I'm a trustee of and something that, you know, they do some phenomenal work. I'd love it to have a bit more purpose if we can. And I'm hoping to secure some fairly mature trees that I'm just hoping somebody's going to go in and think, actually, that would look great and they're going to make a sensible bid. So it's not firmed up yet, but more details to follow. That's fantastic. Thank mm. you, Steve. Part of this, I hope, is at the show you'll be giving businesses tips and advice mm-hmm. and information and what have you. Give us a few little tasters. What sort of thing can businesses do now to improve the environment, to get involved? Well, we want to work in this sector and work with the businesses. So chamber members, first and foremost, we've offered when they join the chamber, and if you don't belong to the chamber, then please talk to Stuart or myself about joining. But one of the benefits you would get would be that you would get a free green audit. And we would visit your premises and we would talk about your existing maintenance regime, talk about your internal and external landscaping, if you have any, talk through the values of planting internally, green walls, possibly indoors. We would look at the breakout spaces for the staff. Is there a facility or an opportunity to create an external breakout space where they can engage with the nature? Maybe there could be an allotment space. They could grow some herbs for their workers, whatever. There's numerous ways of doing that. But fundamentally, it's about trying to encourage the staff within the office premises, factory premises, to go out and sit outside, meet with other people of the company. Well, I posed this question, I thought about it, I thought, actually, another thing is a bit general, but knowledge sharing. I've been staggered over the last couple of weeks about some of the things I've found out about things that are going on in Plymouth in my sector. And I was invited to a lovely presentation a couple of weeks ago. There's so many really good CICs in Plymouth doing wonderful little projects, allotments, beekeeping, rewilding. These are well-meaning people that have got real aspirations to make real differences. And fundamentally, they need help. If there's somebody who knows where there's a pallet of slabs that are free, if there's somebody that knows how to get some funding from a specific funder or if there's a company that would like to buddy with them or help them or give them legal advice whatever it is they need these sort of things so knowledge sharing i thought actually in a similar way to what i actually did with the chap that i met a couple of days ago as i'm listening to him and i think and i know somebody who can help with that i know this and that and so on that level what that does is it gives them opportunity maybe makes them less stressed about things that they've got no idea how to do i don't know how to do this and suddenly there's someone in the room that does And so I think knowledge sharing is part of what I want to be about, whether it be on an environmental perspective or whether it be the business perspective. And that's why I'm attracted personally to the role of director on the chamber is because I'd love to facilitate getting those CICs more well known and supported by the corporates that actually ironically have an appetite to do that, but actually don't know where to do it. And you're leading by example because you've supported Polonaise. We have, yeah. Polonise are a fabulous little company and Owen's doing some great work there with his team in Brittany and they need to be part of the chamber. We just saw that as an obvious thing. There's some real synergy with what they're doing in our wacky forest and it's just a lovely message to do. And if we can inspire other corporates to do that sort of thing, then these CRCs are going to be doing a lot more good work. So it's that And it's more than the money, but you've paid for their membership, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm hoping that by doing that, and I'd like to invite them along to some of the city conversations or whatever and help them to cross that, to grow the company to the point where they can 
afford to continue their membership. But we'll look at that in 12 months' time because I genuinely believe CICs like that should be in the arena that we give them at the Chamber to attract those sort of opportunities to enable them to grow because fundamentally we need more pollinators in the city. We need more CICs doing these allotments and growing trees and some of the projects were just wonderful. And I sat in that room thinking I'm reasonably well contacted we have a few contacts in business and so on and i know people and and know things and i'm sat there and thinking i had absolutely no idea these things were going on i really want to take that and bring that to the chamber and if we can help them within the chamber family then fantastic so it sounds what you'd like to do is help people connect, grow and succeed. Absolutely. See what I did there? Yeah. Our uh, very own where have I heard that before? You've heard it somewhere <laughs> before. But in all seriousness, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for sponsoring the Devon Business Show, which we'll pick up these conversations at the Business Show and people can come and see you there. But also thanks for being a director of the Chamber. It's hugely appreciated. You do it for nothing. You add all your time. All the projects you're doing, and none of it is about Steve. It's all about the environment. It's all about what's good for the community. So thank yeah. you from the Plymouth community for that. And I look forward to catching up with you again at the Business Show. Likewise, Stuart, and thank you for inviting me in today. It's been a real pleasure to talk to you. In conversation with Devon Business Show Special, in partnership with Westcott's Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors. For more information about Westcott's, follow on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Westcott's UK. In Conversation With is produced by Fresh Air Studios, full audio production services for podcasts, live links and corporate communications. Visit freshairstudios.com. Copyright Devon and Plymouth Chamber of Commerce and Fresh Air Studios Limited. All rights reserved. They do some phenomenal work. I'd love it to have a bit more purpose if we can. And I'm hoping to secure some fairly mature trees that I'm just hoping somebody's going to go in and think, actually, that would look great and they're going to make a sensible bid. So it's not firmed up yet, but more details to follow. That's fantastic. Thank Mm. you, Steve. Part of this, I hope, is at the show you'll be giving businesses tips and advice Mm -hmm. and information and what have you. Give us a few little tasters. What sort of thing can businesses do now to improve the environment, to get involved? We want to work in this sector and work with the businesses. So chamber members, first and foremost, we've offered when they join the chamber, and if you don't belong to the chamber, then please talk to Stuart or myself about joining. But one of the benefits you would get would be that you would get a free green audit. And we would visit your premises and we would talk about your existing maintenance regime, talk about your internal and external landscaping, if you have any, talk through the values of planting internally, green walls, possibly indoors. We would look at the breakout spaces for the staff. Is there a facility or an opportunity to create an external breakout space where they can engage with the nature? Maybe there could be an allotment space. They could grow some herbs for their workers, whatever. There's numerous ways of doing that. But fundamentally, it's about trying to encourage the staff within the office premises, factory premises, to go out and sit outside, meet with other people of the company. When I posed this question, I thought about it. I thought, actually, another thing is a bit general, but knowledge sharing. I've been staggered over the last couple of weeks about some of the things I found out about things that are going on in Plymouth in my sector. And I was invited to a lovely presentation a couple of weeks ago. There's so many really good CICs in Plymouth doing wonderful little projects, allotments, beekeeping, rewilding. These are well-meaning people that have got real aspirations to make real differences. And fundamentally, they need help. If there's somebody who knows where there's a pallet of slabs that are free, if there's somebody that 
knows how to get some funding from a specific funder or if there's a company that would like to buddy with them or help them or give them legal advice, whatever it is, they need these sort of things. So knowledge sharing, I thought actually, in a similar way to what I actually did with the chap that I met a couple of days ago, as I'm listening to him and I think, and I know somebody who can help with that, I know this and that. And so on that level, what that does is it gives them opportunity, maybe makes them less stressed about things that they've got no idea how to do. I don't know how to do this. And suddenly there's someone in the room that does. And so I think knowledge sharing is part of what I want to be about, whether it be on an environmental perspective or whether it be the business perspective. And that's why I'm attracted personally to the role of director on the chamber is because I'd love to facilitate getting those CICs more well known and supported by the corporates that actually ironically have an appetite to do that but actually don't know where to do it and you're leading by example because you've supported pollinase we have yeah pollinase are a fabulous little company and owen's doing some great work there with his team in Brittany, and they need to be part of the chamber we just saw that as an obvious thing there's some real synergy with what they're doing in our wacky forest and it's just a lovely message to do and if we can inspire other corporates to do that sort of thing and then these crcs are going to be doing a lot more good work so it's that and it's more than again. the money but you've paid for their membership haven't you yeah 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 and i'm hoping that by doing that and i'd like to invite them along to some of the city conversations or whatever and help them to cross that to grow the company to the point where they can afford to continue their membership but we'll look at that in 12 months time because i genuinely believe cic's like that should be in the arena that we give them at the chamber to attract those sort of opportunities to enable them to grow because fundamentally we need more pollinators in the city we need more cic's doing these allotments and growing trees and some of the projects were just wonderful and i sat in that room thinking i'm reasonably well contacted we have a few contacts in business and so on and i know people and and know things and i'm sat there and thinking i had absolutely no idea these things were going on i really want to take that and bring that to the chamber and if we can help them within the chamber family then fantastic so it sounds what you'd like to do is help people connect grow and succeed absolutely. see what i did there yeah Our uh, very own where have i heard that before? you've heard it somewhere before <laughs> but in all seriousness thank you for what you're doing thank you for sponsoring the devon business show which will pick up these conversations at the business show and people can come and see you there but also thanks for being a director of the chamber it's hugely appreciated you do it for nothing you add all your time all the projects you're doing and none of it is about steve it's all about the environment it's all about what's good for the community so thank yeah. you from the plymouth community for that and i look forward to catching up with you again at the business show likewise Stuart, and thank you for inviting me in today it's been a real pleasure to talk to you in conversation with devon business show special in partnership with westcott's chartered accountants and business advisors for more information about Westcott's, follow on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Westcott's UK. In Conversation With is produced by Fresh Air Studios, full audio production services for podcasts, live links and corporate communications. Visit freshairstudios.com. Copyright Devon and Plymouth Chamber of Commerce and Fresh Air Studios Limited. All rights reserved.